This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. Hi, I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET The Real Deal. Welcome to a special interview edition of Buzz Out Loud. Today we have with us Kevin Rose, founder and chief architect of the increasingly uh, slash dot threatening dig.com. Hey, Kevin, thanks for being on. Hey, thanks for having thanks me. Thanks for being here. <laughs> I used to work with Kevin at Tech TV. It's been a long time. Yes, it has been. So uh, since then, you've gone on to much bigger and better things. Digg.com is the site. It is a, uh, how would you describe, actually, Kevin, how would you describe dig.com? Um, it's, it's a social content website. So it's a, a website where users can come and submit uh, different types of content or news stories that they find of interest, and other users will dig that content, and eventually, if it gains enough popularity, it will be, uh, become promoted to the homepage. So it's a, it's a little bit like FARC, a little bit like Slashdot. A little bit like FARC, a little bit like Slashdot, with a twist of like delicious social bookmarking mm-hmm. tied in. Mm-hmm. Now, how it seems like when you go to dig that it works really well. Everything is tech-related. The best stories are up there. There's even a website that Molly found here called Dig vs. Dot. I don't know if you've seen this. <laughs> yes, I have seen Where they, uh, <laughs> they, they do a rating of who got their first Slashdot or Dig. Uh, and so it seems to work really well. How... how how do, is a community-moderated site able to work that well? Well, it all comes from empowering the users to make all the decisions on the website so that everything that is done on the site, there's no editors that work at Dig. All the content that is submitted and all the content that is actually dug to the homepage is all taken care of by the users. So we don't make any editorial decisions as far as what is displayed on the front page. So it, it actually works out is that when someone submits a new article or story to the site, uh, we'll see one of the most popular uh, functions of the site is something called Dig Spy, and that's at um, dig.com slash spy. And that gives users kind of a real-time visibility into what's actually being dug on the site. And so you'll have this huge collection of users that will sit there and watch what's being dug, and as news stories are breaking, they'll see the story get submitted, and then you'll see this kind of, um, kind of like a chain reaction happen where users will mass dig a story then Dig looks at those, uh, all of the uh, actual raw number of digs that have been applied to a story. Once it hits a certain threshold, that story is then promoted to the home page. So it's an algorithm that's doing the promoting? Exactly. Hmm. How do you keep people from bombing it? Well, you know, that's, that's uh, becoming a challenge because, you know, the bigger your site gets, the more people want to have their stories, their blogs, or, or uh, different pieces of content promoted to the home page. And so we set up um, just a very generic kind of karma system behind the scenes that makes sure that a user is a valid user. Um, every dig has an equal or is on a level playing field. So there is no one user that's more powerful than another. But if you were to go and sign up for 100 different dig accounts today and all dig the same story, nothing would happen to that article because there's no substance behind that as far as uh, the user's karma or activity within the site. Mm, so you have sort of the, the super peer effect going on exactly okay um so other sites i think have have tried to be this this slash hot alternative which is what you're being described as corrosion is one that uses the, kind of that peer moderation effect that you're talking about um fark obviously what do you think it is about dig that made it work <laughs> you got the obviously the the big 2.8 million dollar investment um i I, I guess I'm wondering why, like, looking at it, it seems to us that it's simple and it's easy and it seems obvious why it would be more popular. But what do you think it was? Did well, you have some it, secret marketing plan? No, no, there's no, like, secret marketing plan. Basically, uh, when we really first started seeing it take off was when we launched the second version of Dig 
um, here in, uh, that was early July. And what I did with version 2 was really kind of, um, we added some uh, much-needed functionality to the site. We added the spy feature, which allows people to view what's happening in real time, which a lot of people really like. We also added the ability to have friends so that we see a lot of people that are sharing their content between users. So what will happen is um, you can, let's just say I've been digging stories throughout the day. Every time I dig a story, that story is also bookmarked into my own personal profile. So if you go to dig.com slash user slash Kevin Rose, you will see uh, a historic overview of all those stories that I've bookmarked since I created that account. Now, not only that, but every single story that I bookmark also has its own related RSS feed. So you can then go into Firefox and subscribe to a live feed of what I've been digging throughout the day. So hmm. no longer do my friends have to instant message me or send me an email being like, hey, what have you been into lately? They can just check my live feed and see what I've been into. And that goes as well as uh, the stories that I've submitted and the stories that I've commented on. Each unique uh, um, part of that within my own personal profile has its own RSS feed. And once we added the friends component, then friends can group together into a single feed. So a good example is I have about 15 friends on my friends list um, that are in my profile. And then what Dig does, it takes all that digging activity all, or all of that common, commenting activity and combines that into a unified feed that people can subscribe to. And so it makes it very easy to share different bookmarks and different stories amongst the users of, in the Dig community. Hmm. Now, when, when last I, I worked with you, you were a producer on the screensavers. You were doing the broken. Uh, you, you, know, you had a lot of personal projects you were trying to get going. Yeah. How, for, the, for the people out there who have their own projects going on, how did you get Dig started? How did you come up with the idea, and how did you get the balls rolling on it? Well, um, it was one of those things where um, I had kind of – Wanted to, you, you know, Tom. We had, I've had a ton of different little side projects always going on yeah. at one time. So it was one of those things where um, I I visited a few different sites. Uh, you know, I visited Slashdot, wondered why you know the users couldn't view all those nice story submissions that were being submitted every day, because you know I I you know had interviewed him on on Tech TV and he had a bunch of great stories, but nobody could see them, and it just made sense to me that there might be some good content there that people are missing. Um, you know, I was a big fan of MacRumors.com, where they have this thing called Page Two, which is all of like the cool Macintosh rumors that aren't quite mm -hmm. uh, cool enough to make the homepage. And so, and then also, I was a big user of Delicious, that was of course uh, doing all these, uh, leading the forefront in like tagging and social bookmarking. And so, it was kind of uh, looking at these different technologies and kind of coming up with a, uh, my own little unique solution, my own little unique take on things, and picking like the best of breed of all these different things and combining them into something that I wanted to create. Kind of a mashup. Yeah, kind of a mashup of all that stuff. And um, once I, I got it down on paper, uh, you know, I put together the concept. And it was like a little two- or three-page scoping doc. And I, uh, I went to school for, uh, you know, computer science. So I, I pretty much had a good idea how to lay it out for developers. And I sat down with a friend of mine that was a PHP MySQL guy, and we just started working on it. And, um, you know, to be honest, it was just a personal project. I thought, hey, this will be something fun. You know, I'll turn it over to the little community people that I know, and they can play around with it. And it was just one of those things that once it hit, uh, we, we expected the project to be a, you know, a two- or three-week thing, and then it just kept going and going, and we haven't stopped working on it ever since. How would you know it was really taken off? When was that point? Well, it was the power of Dig really kind of showed itself uh, at about 3 in the morning one night. It was, it was really kind of strange. What happened is we had a user that had submitted... Um, that Paris Hilton's cell phone had been hacked. 
and there was someone that was really close to the guy that actually hacked the cell phone. Mm. They submitted to dig at around 3 a.m., and um, it was dug to the homepage within 15 or 20 minutes just because of the popularity of the particular article. And um, when it hit the homepage, uh, Google and Yahoo indexed us under the keywords like Paris Hilton cell phone hack and <laughs> Paris Hilton hack. That'll do it. Yeah, nice. and at the time, you know, we only had one server, so we were down for three days because we were getting hit with, <laughs> yeah, hundreds of thousands wow. of users were trying to access the site. But, it, you know, it was at that point where I was like, wow, we can, you know, it takes an editor time to write up a story and post a story and here we are, just this little site that can break news faster than, you know, CNN or MSNBC, just because we have this collective community that is looking at these stories 24-7 and digging them to the homepage. So uh, what's coming up next? Where are you going to go with the dig from in the future? Well, the, part of the reason why we went after the round of funding was to really help scale the site. Um, one of our biggest challenges right now has been keeping up with growth. Um, we've just been growing so fast. And then, you know, right now are our, our primary, primarily focused on technology news, but we plan on moving into other areas, you know, science and politics and sports. And there's been a lot of users that really want to see Dig apply to, uh, you know, the different uh, sections of the newspaper, let's just say. So there's a lot of different things that we can apply Dig to. And we also, uh, one of the main things I want to push towards is making Dig a lot smarter so that it's learning from what you're digging. So, if you're a big uh, fan of oolong tea and AMD microprocessors, Dig will know that based on your past digging preferences, what type of stories that you like and be able to recommend stories to you based on what you've dug in the past. That's great. Are you ever going to get into the original content, like allowing people to post content, or do you think you'll stick to the aggregation side of things? Um, is, what do you mean as far as allowing people to Well, I'm things? thinking, you know, like blogging or, or, or people actually writing up a story. Like, you know, it made me think about it. When you're telling the story about the guy who posted to dig about the Paris Hilton thing because he was close to the guy, he had to have something to point to. What about right. when you have a story like that and you, there, nobody has covered it yet? Right. Well, you know, that's the thing where I kind of want to keep dig. I want to make it a level playing ground for everyone. I don't want to kind of go one-sided where we start actually posting articles ourselves we want to make it a place where we're aggregating all this data and then just really kicking out the best sites out there. So um, we don't have any plans of going into that um, side of things. Now, as far as blogging is concerned, a lot of the people that use Dig actually use us as a blogging tool because all of our content that is submitted, all the stories that are submitted, falls under the Creative Commons public domain. Users can click like one button we have on every single story that says blog this mm -hmm. and instantly rewrite or blog that story directly to their own personal blog. Yeah, and wow. then you even have a trackback, I see. Uh, I'm looking at the Bromco and Dan Glickman MPAA announcement about BitTorrent that's going to, supposed to happen this afternoon. Right. And I see that one person, TechnoCool, has blogged the story. Exactly, and you can visit their blog. And bloggers like that because it gets them a little extra traffic, and that's kind of like the permalink section of the article. You can see all the different comments, all the people that have dug the story, your friends that have dug it at the very bottom, and then also all the users that have blogged that. So it's kind of like where everything comes together. Uh, the site is dig.com, D-I-G-G.com, and we've been talking with Kevin Rose, founder and chief architect. Good talking to you, man. Yeah, good catching up. Thanks, Thanks for coming for on here. Buzz Out Loud. You can give us a call, 1-800-616-CNET. Email us, buzz at cnet.com, or go to our forums, forums.cnet.com. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Bye.